Hey everyone, welcome to the podcast, The Road to Restoration. I'm Pastor Sergio Delamora. I'm so glad you're joining me today. And whether you're on the road, you've fallen off the road, you need to get back on the road, or maybe you're just weary of being on the road. I really believe today's podcast is going to inspire you why you should stick it out. Uh, and if you're listening today, uh, whether it's through YouTube, Spotify, Apple, I want to encourage you to put in a comment, uh, let people know that you're listening, like it, share it with a friend. It really does make a difference when you get engaged to the podcast. And so anything that you like, what you're hearing, uh, comment about it. Let's talk about it. Today, I have the privilege to be in the Northwest of the United States of America. It's a place called Olympia, Washington. I'm uh, good friends with the father of the gentleman I'm about to interview. I'm at Capital Christian Center, and I'm here interviewing uh, Pastor Tyler Minton. He's the son of Pastor Dave Minton. And uh, Tyler, first of all, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Sergio. It's a privilege to be here. I'm excited to hear that you're going to be starting a church. Yes. And when's that happening? September 17th, 2023. And what's our new church going to be called? We're going to be planting River City Church here in the South Puget Sound area of Washington State. Beautiful. So we'll talk about that on another podcast because I'm down for church planters. However, today I want to talk about your journey. Yeah. Uh, I want to talk about your monarch moment. Many of you know that we've started a ministry called Monarch Ministry, uh, really capturing the process of what a caterpillar goes through to become, emphasis on the word become, a butterfly. Again, a, a caterpillar doesn't need a miracle to become a butterfly. It needs a process. Most of us, we want a miracle, but what we really need is a process, and a monarch moment is the moment when God restores and transforms you until you become unrecognizable to people who once knew you. Ultimately, your monarch moment ends with God redeeming your story. And today, Tyler, you have a story. Uh, you're the son of a pastor, so you're a PK. And God has led you through a series of trans transformative moments because of life-altering decisions that you made. What happened, Tyler? Yeah, I'll never forget it. It was in May of 2015. My wife and I had just come home from church. I was preaching. People gave their life to Christ. My wife was leading worship. And we were at home that evening, and she was asking me if I wanted to go to Dairy Queen. But I knew that day that God had told me very clearly I needed to talk with her. And I had shared with her that I had been unfaithful in our marriage uh, several times since the beginning of our marriage. And that night, our world was just shattered. We've got three kids. Uh, my youngest was three months old at the time, and I didn't know what was going to happen. I didn't know if that was going to be the last night we got to be in the same house. I didn't know if she was going to leave. I just knew that God told me it was time to have that conversation with her. And for us, um, we had a family friend that encouraged us to get into counseling. And as she pursued God, she was done. She was ready for divorce. And she told me that she was going to get a divorce in one year, but God asked her to do the counseling for one year. And then after that, she was allowed to get divorced. And so we went into a very intensive counseling program. 
And over that time, God began to heal the brokenness in my heart and her heart in such a profound way. And not only is our marriage restored, our friendship now is nothing like it ever was before. And for me, as I went through this process, you know, there's these behaviors that I had in my life that I always hated. And it's, it is a miserable place to be where you authentically love God and yet do things that you hate. I have a question for you. Yeah. Because people have asked this question, how can you preach, lead people to Christ, God use your life in an amazing way, and yet simultaneously have this issue in your marriage? If you're serving God mm. and God is using you, it just seems like you'll be shielded from all the temptations or protected from making bad decisions. Oh, I wish that you was would the have case. Known, <laughs> you know, not to make those decisions because you were being greatly used by God. Absolutely. And and I think that's one of the things that this healing journey has showed me so much is because truly I was tortured where I truly loved God. I was committing my life to serving him. I was praying and pleading God, take away these desires, take away these behaviors. I And, and it actually turned into a place of frustration with me between God. Because here I am trying to live out my life to honor God and to live a life of ministry. And yet I felt like God wasn't taking these things away in my heart that I was asking him to take away. And I would hear these other people, like they would get prayed for, or come down for an altar call, and it'd just be gone for them. And so then I was left to assume this, that either at best God tolerated me or at worst he hated me. Because if I'm trying to love him, why isn't he taking away these behaviors and desires that are on the inside of me. And as I began to go throughout my healing journey, I began to discover something that profoundly changed my view of God. See, these behaviors, these struggles, they were just the weeds on the outside. And God could have easily come and taken away the behaviors, but that wouldn't have addressed the brokenness in my heart that led me to go to those behaviors in the first place. And God wanted to take me on a journey that wasn't just about changing the outputs, but totally rewriting the inputs of my entire heart. And as we began to walk this process, God invited, begin, invited me to begin to heal from my past, to be heal from these false beliefs about who I was, where my value came from, where my worth came from, who I was as his son the brokenness that I had experienced in my family. And so had I simply just gotten rid of these immoral behaviors, it wouldn't have addressed what was truly going on in the inside of my heart. And whether you're in ministry or you're not in ministry, I think God's far more interested in bringing life and healing to those broken places deep within us than just trying to pol polish off the moral exterior around yeah. us. In the process of becoming a butterfly, the caterpillar goes into a cocoon. The cocoon is where uh, the caterpillar is shielded and protected while it's going through its transformation. Yeah. Tell me about your cocoon season, because there's someone listening right now. They feel the same way. God, I want to be set free, whether it's drugs, alcohol, anger, anxiety, yep. depression, uh, sexual immorality, uh, greed. Um, God, help me. Yeah. And there are people pleading with God right now, like you are. Talk to us about your cocoon. 
what were things that God shaped into your heart um, in that season that transformed how you see life? Yeah, that's really good. There's one word that immediately comes to mind, and that's the word surrender. Okay. I think for me, I tried to manage my behaviors on my own. And even though I wanted to get rid of them, it was still my method of getting rid of them. So what does surrender mean? So for me, that meant I had to be open and honest. It felt safer to me to keep things secret. It felt safer to keep things to myself. But I knew that for me to surrender to what God was asking me to do, I was going to have to find safe people to share the things that I had been doing in my life, including my wife. And for me, a therapist, a Christian therapist that really helped me begin to unpack what was going on inside. As we began to go through our healing process, I had to continually surrender over and over again to what my therapist was encouraging, to my wife as she was expressing her needs and fears, and not just do what was comfortable or natural or what felt safe for me, but truly surrender to what God was asking me to do moment to moment, which really led to the next thing for me, which is trust. And that's where... I really had a lot of trust issues with everybody, <laughs> and I really had a lot of trust issues with God. Where yeah. do the trust issues stem from, you think? I think I had a lot of uh, expectations of God from just different things I heard and thought and believed growing up that I, that I don't actually think came from God. See, for me, I was a pastor's kid, like you mentioned, um, but my mom actually struggled with addiction, and that addiction became a meth addiction, and two weeks before my 20th birthday, she actually committed suicide, and which is obviously just devastated. That's My trauma. heart, my family, absolutely. And I had believed that if I just prayed and sought God enough, he would have healed my mom. And then I got married, and my wife's mom got cancer. And so I was like, okay, well, maybe my mom died because of her issues, but my mother-in-law, she hasn't done anything wrong. So God heal her. And sadly, we also lost her to cancer. And so I became came to this place with God. It's like, how can I trust you? Mm. How can I believe what you're going to say? <laughs> because aren't you supposed to be the God of healing? Yeah. Aren't you supposed to be the God that that sets us free? And why didn't that happen in these situations? And that's just me being raw and honest with where I was with God. And if I can't trust God in those core areas of life, how am I going to trust him anywhere else? How am I going to trust him when my family's falling apart now <laughs> and he's inviting me to surrender? But what I began to find is, is as I really went into this process, God was inviting me to trust him that he is good and can truly work all things together for our good, even if the process this side of earth is filled with pain. Wow. So... Do you have you come to a place where you have peace now regarding your your mom's death, the death of your wife's mother? Absolutely. And how did you get to that peace? Because there are people listening right now that are trying to find that peace. Mm -hmm. For me, that peace really came from a slow process with God. There's not a quick prayer that fixed it for me. There's not a quick moment that just shifted that around for me. But I really invite God to challenge my perspective and help me to understand. And in that process, I began to see God as somebody who has compassion, meaning that when my mom was struggling with her addiction, he wasn't distant in those moments. Mm -hmm. He was with me weeping. 
his heart was broken in the same way my heart was broken. When he was seeing what was happening for her and what was happening for my family, he was grieving too. And for me, that helped me not see God as somebody who was distant from the situation or just waiting for us to get our act together before he moved. I saw him as a compassionate father who weeped with us. And as he began to heal my heart, I saw him as a father that was present with me step by step through the process, wanting to redeem and restore what was lost in those years. And even though I lost my mom this side of heaven, there's another side of heaven where we'll be reunited together, where he'll wipe away every tear from our eyes and we'll have that restored and healed relationship. But between now and heaven, God's not done in his healing process in me. And so as I'm able to trust him in that process, that even though I have pain this side of heaven, that he's present, that he cares, that he doesn't feel pity for me, but he feels empathy with me, and that he'll walk me through this, it just began to change my narrative of God as him being distant or disappointed in me to being an understanding, present, compassionate father who's walking with me step by step in my own brokenness and the brokenness and trauma I've experienced. Wow, you're listening to the podcast, The Road to Restoration. Pastor Tyler Minton is dropping bombs. If you've struggled with trusting God as you're in your process of restoration, you have to be encouraged. Um, We're going to take up another episode, but before we do, I would like to ask you to consider following uh, Tyler, if they can... People want to follow you. How do they get in contact with you on social media? Yeah, they can follow us at River City PNW. River City PNW. Well, Tyler, I'm beginning to understand why God wanted you to be on this podcast. We have so much more to talk about. I want to remind everyone that's listening uh, to make sure to share, like, leave a comment. Whenever you share a comment, it makes a difference. When you share it with others, it helps others receive the same hope that we've received and encouragement. Uh, Remember, if you're on the road, stay on the road. If you're falling off the road of restoration, you can get back on the road. If you've been weary of being on this road, God's got you. He's not done. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast and look forward to our next episode. God bless you.